cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I got caught a little bit unawares with that. Is this mic working? Yeah, there we go. Sex Talk on Cliff Central. It is Friday morning. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this morning, it is most definitely uncensored. So, well, it's actually censored. You are censored, no, yeah. It is yeah. sensual. Yeah. Sensual. It is very much about sensual. Hmm. So it's really cool for Brucey to be here. It's been a while. It has been a while. Too yes. long, actually. Amazing that you are here. Good morning, sex and sexuality, familia. <laughs> familia. <laughs> yeah, very, I always wanted cool. to be the sex and yes. sensual familia. <laughs> and is Nathan with us? Nathan, is he on the Palesa? line? Palesa, okay. hello, Palesa, hello. No, Nathan's not with us. Where's Nathan? Yeah, uh, you know, see everybody in, out there sleeping. Yeah. No, they're working hard from you know like Friday morning. An hour they're ago. sleeping. <laughs> the weekend came early. Yeah, weekend. <laughs> Did you hate it when people came early? Don't, no, I don't like when yeah, people come yeah, early. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not a good idea. No, not a good idea. No. Oh, okay. Chanti, what? Uh, well, who's Nathan? <laughs> Nathan's going to introduce himself. Okay, cool. When we get him on the line. Wonderful. Which is going to be very soon, we hope. So, fascinating topic this morning. Chemsex, substances, psychedelics, and Nathan has joined us. I can hear something. Yes, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Nathan, so cool that you could join us this morning. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So, introduce yourself briefly and tell everybody who you are. Please. Okay, well, um, basically I work in the shamanic um, community and I work with sacred plants and entheogens as a form of healing and rites of passage. Cool. Okay, fantastic. So let us begin with this is a really good starting point. We need to put some buttons on. There we John go. John T, can you, can you, yeah, I can't yeah. hear you. Okay, there we go. Is there that better? Much better. Okay. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Man witch. Dirty dictionary word... A man witch. Brucey, any idea? A man witch? Yes. I would say that uh, if you find yourself being like the filling between two men, <laughs> you, you find yourself in a man witch sandwich. Okay. Tomorrow? Any yeah. Idea? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I don't know. I'm like, I'm with Bruce on that one. Okay. I don't, I just want to be there. Okay. Nathan, a man witch. Any idea? It definitely sounds like the filler between two other individuals that would uh, be a masculine, but I love the word. 
There we go. That's exactly what a manwich is. Very uh-huh. cool. So it's a threesome, and generally it would be male, male, female, hmm. and the female would be in the middle, which opens some beautiful possibilities. But I guess it could be a male, male, male threesome. Yeah. So it could be any combination, and the outside of the sandwich are two men. Yum. Very, very simple. That's what a manwich is. So please message us on WeChat. Uh, our WhatsApp number is 079-784-2090. And we'd love to hear your experiences and your questions with chemicals, with substances, with plants. Um, what experiences have you had? What have they done for your sexual experience? A first time listening to the sex show. I'm scared and excited. John, you should be terrified and excited. <laughs> That's so cool. Somebody <laughs> listens and actually gets this. Is it okay? Yeah, and that's absolutely beautiful. Come so to sex, welcome for, to come to sex for and gets uh, gets spanked on stage. Absolutely. That might be. So I have to just say this first. Yeah. Sexpo has moved to the Santon Convention Center. That's very cool. So it's like legitimate in a way. Oh, yes, I'm going shopping. to a convention. I'm going yeah. to the. Honey, where are you going? I'm going shopping. Yeah. I'm going to have a cappuccino so, and I'm going to get spanked on stage. 22nd of March. <laughs> Be at Sexpo, Santon Convention Center. Very, very cool. Awesome. So people are using and have been using forever. As long as there have been people having sex, people have been using enhancers in different ways. Mm. Mm. So there's the natural route, which is kind of more Nathan's stream. Yeah. And then there's more the chemical stream, you Mm. know, which are created and real designer substances. Yeah. And I think for me, the difference in a lot of these are just pure recreational use. To enhance an experience, to enhance sensation, um, and then there's the more serious side of it: uh, ceremonial, um, using the substances for ex- exploration, for intimacy, for connection, and those are the two kind of streams with this. Yep. So there we go. So Nathan, when you're ready to say something, you'll just jump in. Absolutely. Okay. So. What are the most common chemsex substances at the moment that people are using, Bruce? So there's the there's the, well the most common uh, substance I think that people use as an enhancer um, during sex is something it's amyl nitrate which mm. is is poppers. Uh, poppers you can buy at any sex shop and it just sort of intensifies the experience and everybody has different experiences. Mm. Some people have headaches, some people don't. Um, some people find it it strengthens their hard on. Other people. F- Feel that it, uh, find that it takes their heart away, heart on away completely. So everybody has a different experience. And Some people find it disassociative as well. And it's quite a short-lived, very few experience. Like, yeah, a few seconds and then it's yeah. gone. Um, so originally that comes from medication that was used for people with heart problems. Yes, because to kind of kickstart their heart. Exactly. So it really sets your heart racing. Yes. And for some people at the moment of orgasm, that would really intensify mm. that. It does. It's good. And so that, that's quite a common uh, and, and legal. Uh, there's all sorts of legal loopholes available, which is why you can still buy it at any sex shop. But then we have, have other stock standards like um, cocaine, crystal meth, um, uh, methamphetamines. And people are now doing something which is quite prevalent in the gay community, uh, particularly in the UK, and gaining uh, prevalence in South Africa, which is slamming. Um, which is injecting uh, various substances, mostly crystal methamphetamine. And why that is so popular at the moment is because it allows you to essentially fuck nonstop for hour 
mm. hours and hours and hours on end with, uh, and the intensity and the sensation is heightened and everything feels amazing. And so this sort of bareback chemsex culture has, has evolved. But there's quite a, an addictive level to those substances. Highly, highly addictive, highly, highly dangerous in terms of uh, STI infection, sexually transmitted mm. infection. You don't, yeah. Transmission. You're everywhere. Yeah, there's mm. just so many different, and there's, you know, so, and ironically, um, something that does need to be considered though is that even though these um, chemsex parties that are being hosted and that are taking place, um, Seem to they are synthetic and they are constructs of of society that people sort of frown upon. But they also encapsulate a lot of ritual. They also come from places. A lot of uh, gay guys in interviews stats have shown have said that the reason why they got into chem sex in the first place is because they felt alone, they felt isolated, mm-hmm. and it was another way for them to connect and have some form of intimacy with other gay men. So there is definitely a connection. Uh, with subs- the use of substance, but uh, it's not a it's not a lasting intimacy. No, it doesn't have substance. It doesn't have sustenance, no. and it doesn't come from the heart. And it leaves it, you em- feeling empty, even emptier. Yes, because yes. it's an outside source. Yes. So there's that rush, but inside of you, nothing's changed. It's a lot that. like artificial sweetener. Yeah. So it's you know you have uh, a mouth you have a big cake made out of artificial sweetener and it tastes sweet but there's no substance to it there's no real sweetness to mm, it. And that's it, a very good way to put it. So that's it. how I see it. Mm. Yeah. Huh. So it's really really fascinating. So the the plant substances Nathan have been around for millennia as long as people have been involved in sexuality. Absolutely. I mean, anthropologically, it's been a rites of passage. If you take any culture, you will find some sort of a way that they got into transcendental states. And I think what you said earlier was profound is that the major difference is that a lot of these chemical things that we are producing and using in sexuality are very much about the arousal and sensational effects in the actual moment. And if you look at sacramental plants or entheogens, it's more about the healing that takes place on a deeper level, not actually in sexuality. I mean, you couldn't take something like ayahuasca and actually have sex. I mean, I suppose you could try it, but the thought of people puking in buckets. And, <laughs> so it's more about that yeah. deep healing, yeah. you know. And that's um, more about to, the intimacy to and connection. Exactly. To get to the point where you are healed and able to be vulnerable to the point where you could explore deep erogenous, intimate um, aspects. So I think the one is more for that actual moment and the one more is, is more for a life baseline of intimacy. Yeah, because as I was doing some research for this, there are therapists overseas who are actually recommending quite low doses of psilocybin mushrooms. Mm. Um, and people are using these as a trigger for incredibly intimate and deep conversations in their relationship. You know, that issues, issues are coming up that they'd never even thought of before. And they're kind of removing the conscious filters to allow for a, a deeper connection. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at sexuality itself and the expression of it, depression and sexuality are often very linked. And there are hundreds of studies being done, even in places like John Hopkins Hospital, where they show that just small doses of psilocybin can remove depression, which helps you connect to your mm. your um your, your, let's say your yeah. happier inner child state. And yeah. as you said, the communication that's possible is also profound. But I think it's mostly about healing those deep wounds mm. that block us from even communicating what we, or connecting 
into our true bliss in the first place. Yeah. So an interesting thought about that when you talk about your true bliss came to me because it's an expression, for example, in Tantra Yoga that comes up a lot, that our truest state is the bliss state. And one of my thoughts was that might be our real, real nature. And this world and the control of this and the physical dimension, in a way, keeps us away and separated from that. Because if we were happier, we'd be a lot harder to control, and uh, our, the leaders of our world would struggle. The structure of our world would collapse if we were all in that bliss state. It's absolutely. It's very important. I think that they make sex dirty, and I think it's very important that people, from a control aspect, that we're not willing to own that bliss. Because um, if you look how all life is created, all life is created through the orgasmic state. Mm. So there must be something magnificently powerful and beautiful there. Yeah, and, and a lot of people that tap into tantra will tell you that there are actually transcendental. Godlike states that you're able to experience through the erogenous zones. Yeah, and the transformational power of that sexual energy is enormous, and I talk about that a lot, because if you are happier in that in your life, the transformational power of that is that you're sharing that happiness, and you start no. to really question a lot of the structures that we live with, the beliefs that we've been given, the religious ideas, the repression, the suppression, the inhibition, and you become freer. Yeah, the guilt and shame that uh, goes hand in hand with any sexuality is so ingrained in us. Yeah. So I resonate very strongly with what you're saying. We need to liberate ourselves to an aspect. Yeah. And, and sexuality is so feared because of the power of pleasure to free us. Yeah. That a sexually free person is a free person. And John, what I find so interesting about your work is that if you look at even in spiritual communities or awakened minds, it's still a massive taboo. Mm. It's still a big taboo to speak openly about sexuality. It's almost like this divide between it has nothing to do with our spiritual state and nothing has more to do with it. Mm. Yeah, that's quite fascinating. So Eric Janssen has joined us. Are you sitting here because there's air conditioning here? Yeah, that's yeah. Thought he was just—it was hot yeah. outside, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he came here to next so to me where it's cold. Curious if you're actually yeah, saying something. Aircon. Come on. Or, now, Eric I'm, is fascinated. What are you fascinated yeah. about? It's about sex. I'm listening. Let me listen. Oh. Just carry on with what you're doing. Just wanted the hot girl that walked in. That's all. That's oh, all. Okay, I'm, I'm going to leave now. I'm no, no, sit down. Sit down. So for my my heart has just walked in. Your heart just walked in. Well, you've done very well without you know your heart for a few minutes. He's like a diver. He can go in for a few minutes and just no air, and then he goes back to. You are his drug. All the time, this mysterious ladies, one lady actually. Yeah, my baby, you're my addiction. Mm. Amen. I wrote a poem. I will share it with you next week on the Cliff Central on our sex talk page called "You Are My Midnight Addiction." That's so beautiful. Why midnight? I'm not that horny at midnight. Can you just know? Can I be your like one o'clock in the afternoon addiction, dude? Is that can that poem get me laid? Like, yeah, can it? It will. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for it. Eric is like totally. You use it. You walk up to somebody in a bar or club or whatever. You whisper that into her ear. Whisper into her ear with this exact voice. Almost guarantee. Yes. No, you need to do it softly. Before she calls the you cops, do it one of these words sensually. sensually. But don't do that dirty guy. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Not, the, not the creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah let, let's let's yeah. practice the so confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, so 
these substance, <laughs> the chemical substances that are being manufactured, like ecstasy, yes. cat, synthetics, um, pseudoephedrine, even. What what impact do they have on sex? So so what it does essentially is I think on the, the so the first level is that it it takes away inhibition. Mm. So we have we do have so many hang-ups with regards to our sexuality and how we interact with one another and how we feel. So on a very basic level, I mean most culture specifically particularly in South Africa is fueled by the use of alcohol and mm. we use alcohol to let our guards down, to have fun, to sort of even to be able to dance, to get find our hips and our rhythm and to start expressing ourselves mm. as sexual beings. Because we feel either consciously or subconsciously ashamed of our sexuality. And then, the, and then all the other drugs that sort of, um, have, have come into being ever since then are variations of, of, on a theme. Mm. So MDMA, um, or ecstasy is, is the same sort of thing. Um, it just takes away inhibitions and, and connects you to a feeling of, um, of this sort of connection to people and intimacy and closeness and just feeling really, really good. And, and people, you know, it's, it's the big joke whenever somebody's on ecstasy. Oh man, I love you. Yeah. I love you so much. I, I love mean, you, dude. Really, I love this wall. The drugs, yeah. so. I love the wall. I love you. I love you. I love the colors. But it's hard to function sexually on yeah. ecstasy. For a lot of people. Yeah. Men will struggle with erections. Yes, a lot, yeah. So then they need chemical help. So the Viagra comes in. Or exactly. exactly. Eric, you should else. stop the drugs. Then you'll be a good yeah. lover. Yeah. You see, that's what you should yeah. do. Who said I'm on drugs? <laughs> this is natural. <laughs> okay, good. I so. own life. And then there's, there's other drugs as well, yeah. like GHB, which is still very, very prevalent. It's a very, very, very dangerous drug, though, unfortunately, because it slows your heart rate down to such a level that a lot of... So it's it's very... A lot of what? Um, a lot of guys in the States, for example. So it's very popular amongst the sort of what we call the Muscle Mary community. Mm. Mm. So there's these circuit parties in the States. They're now gaining uh, momentum in South Africa as well where you have all these big strong body beautiful men who dance together with their shirts off and then they take the like a, it's a thimble worth like it's measured okay. because because it is so effective and so powerful and then it it slows your heart rate down to such a, a degree that you feel incredible and you and you can have sex and you feel for hours and hours and hours but it can also Affect Kill some you? people in such a way that yeah. their heart rate goes. They're going. They lie down on the dance floor and go into a coma and <gasps> often die. Isn't it? And this is this is this was at one stage, particularly in the uh, the early two thousands. I suppose that was when the biggest mm. epidemic. But it's now making a comeback. So slamming wow. and GHB is a, is definitely an issue, and it's because either we want to lose our inhibitions or we want to disassociate. We don't want to feel emotions. We want to feel uh, er- erotic. We want to feel the lust. We want to feel the fucking, the sex, but we don't want to feel the intimacy, the closeness, the love, because that hurts. Mm. So we, we're almost, um, disconnecting ourselves from our intimacy and our emotions, but, but by diving head first into the instant uh, gratification. So interesting thing with that is a lot of tantric breathing exercises, for example, and certain touch an energy movement will get you into that really deep, really slow mm. state. Yes, I can believe that. So there are other so, ways to do this, it. Mm. There is a whole other level of danger to these chemicals, though, not just the ones that he's discussing. Is the fact that because of our tight legislations, unless you have uh, best friends that are chemists, 
you're never getting what you actually think you do because there's so many avenues on the street that these things are going through that by the time you think you're doing MDMA or you think you're doing a certain thing, there's always laced with something else. So it just adds another whole complexity to the whole thing. Completely. Mm. It's mostly Ratex, Fissin, which is um, teething powder. There's mm. all sorts of things that they mm. cut it with, um, even bicarbonate of soda. And these things are not... You know, your body is not designed to take these chemicals in. Yeah. And, you know, it's like might as well spray doom up each nostril. Yeah. But Nathan, I've got to ask you the same question. Because when you are buying a plant substance from somebody or going to a ceremony, how do you know what you're actually getting? Well, I mean, I, I suppose that's why it's really important that you work with people that um, – well, that I suppose are reputable and know what they're doing. But at the same time, a plant is a plant. We don't add anything to it. Yeah. Even these sacramental mixtures like ayahuasca are just a combination of plants. Mm. So there's nothing added to it. Nothing can really go wrong. And, I mean, it's had thousands of years of track history. So mm. if you're just correctly trained and you know what the combinations are, um, you always get – the, des- the desired effect and of course what's interesting is if you look at the the residue and the hangover that lies in chemical substances one one of the most profound things you hear from people that work with psilocybin or san pedro is that they feel like a million dollars the next day like they've mm. never smelt or seen colors before mm. something nathan so if I you can just clear this up for me something i heard that um it's impossible to die of an overdose from san pedro or ayahuasca is that true that is true. Um, the only exceptions would be, and I find this quite interesting, is if you look at ayahuasca, if you were to mix it with modern psychiatric okay. drugs, yeah. oh, it emo, would become emo, very emo, dangerous. Emo. Okay, or so any of the drugs, how interesting, that you've mentioned would mix very dangerously with ayahuasca because they work in the serotonin areas in the brain. Yes, okay, that makes sense. Okay. So let's go mm. back a step. But on their own. Be- yeah. Because a lot of people know what ayahuasca is. And there are people out there who, who don't. don't. So I'm one of them. I was about a, to ask. I'm like, this it's not Chinese French. restaurant, a new yeah. Chinese ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. So let's go <laughs> back a like step. A French bottle and, of wine or something. <laughs> and can I have some? Actually, <laughs> put a oh, yes, box around ayahuasca, Nathan. Okay, so basically, as I said, anthropologically, each culture, each continent, used a certain doorway to these altered. States and many of them were plants. Yeah. Uh, the druids would be like the mushrooms. And so what the South Americans use is a combination of plants. And the main one is Benis carpi, which is actually a vine. And it creates this DMT, uh, is the main active chemical component in it, which is naturally found in our bodies and in plants. And um, basically, it's, it, it forms a visionary state of realization and healing. And uh, it was used by all, all the um, – well, so many cultures from Peru right across to Brazil. And um, it's made a modern resurgence. And what's happened is it spread into the Western world. And people are basically drinking this tea. And one of the biggest side effects of this tea besides the visionary state and the healing state is this purgative experience, which basically means you're going to puke in a bucket if you're ready to let go mm-hmm. of some form of pain or – and um, it's it's got a massive profound effect, especially on, as we said, um, a childhood hurt, uh, abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. So, yeah. So after you've done something like that and you've had that experience, what then becomes the conscious part of the healing where the mind gets involved, where you're actually kind of unpacking it, where you're going through it? 
or is the clearing, I guess, on a level so deep that that's almost been bypassed in a way? No, I think it's a brilliant question because one of the things we do is we create support teams of integration and we call it integration. So what will happen, for instance, quite often is someone will do a sacred ceremony with ayahuasca and their experience will be realizing that they've been sexually abused and never knowing that before. Okay. Now they've got to deal with this realization of why they are the way they are. And I think that can take coaching and assistance. And But I think what's amazing is that it cathartically brings these wounds to the surface mm. that are subconsciously controlling us without us even knowing. Mm. So it would be fascinating in that space. I'd love to kind of explore this with you more is, is a mixture of like the sexual healing body work that I do. And the substances, the plants, and the integration. I think it would be an amazing um, integration to bring all those levels together. I think it's an it's a, it's a, a absolute must, and it's actually kind of where my work's been going in the last year. So I think you and I will talk plenty about that because when stuff like that comes up, then they need to re reconnect to – I mean, I know you've spoken about this before. I was listening to some of your shows, but the reconnection between the sexual energy and the heart energy, mm. it takes facilitation and it takes guidance, you know, yeah, to bring that emotional intimacy. I mean, intimacy, if you ever experience it on a deep level, is the most terrifying thing you can imagine. At so first. true. Yeah. You know, I said this in a water massage experience a few weeks ago. We did an experimental evening where I got some people in the pool and we just kind of played. But the intimacy was phenomenally deep. And I said that we fear love and pleasure probably more than anything else because of the transformational power of that, because of what we have to let go of to be in that deep state. Absolutely. I think that when we hit really true levels of intimacy, um, our masks are remove, removed. Yeah. And, and all people, I think we realize when we finally have someone look to our eyes that way, that we are completely exposed. So yeah. we need to be comfortable and own our own pain and problems before we're able to allow somebody else in. Otherwise, I think two people can destroy themselves in love. Yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a huge realization in relationship and especially in a conscious relationship that my responsibility is to do my stuff, to do my work. And your responsibility Absolutely. is to do your work. And in that, we come together in a way of incredible love and power. Chanti, mm. there's this concept of falling in love that has been this classical yeah. prince <laughs> runs in and saves. And Sounds I think like that a lot of conscious minds <laughs> we actually are moving not. towards – yeah, we've actually mm. never spoken – are moving towards this rising in love yeah. where we almost avoid people that are not owning their own happiness state. Wow. Yeah. Because it's too scary to go into a thing. It's actually the most selfish thing you can do is expect somebody else to be responsible for your happiness. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Because we, we started using an expression in our relationship, and we use the term I love you because it's an appropriate term. Mm. But we started using something a little bit different, which says there is love. I really like the phrase he used just now, we're rising in love yeah. instead of falling. Because I've always had an issue with the, the concept of falling in love. Yeah. Because you know, falling is something that literally you blicks them and you knock your yeah. head. And but the problem with falling like, in love is at some point you fall out of love. Yeah. And yes. then what? Where there is love, it becomes a state of being. 
And also that it makes you feel like you have no control or no mm. choice in the matter. And I think there is always a certain amount of choice and certain amount. I, I agree. That Love is a choice and yes. it needs to be a conscious daily choice decision in yes. a relationship that says i love you and i choose you today yes and i think that's that, i think that's just a really powerful paradigm shift mm. you know? and it's interesting because we also we speak quite a lot about having sex and making love and fucking and all of these different kind of things mm. yeah. and i was actually thinking about it yesterday and i was thinking about it i'm going to put it in our context my love which was it all comes together in the same place and the words don't actually matter. That they are, it's all there and it's all I think present the police, in the yeah. same yeah, place. Yeah, a, I think the police has found on. Nathan. Just Nathan, hide yeah, under yeah, the Robert. table, Nathan. <laughs> no, so they're they're looking for Eric. <laughs> the black. Uh, I'm looking for Eric. Never. <laughs> it's the wrong building, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Colored Oak, wandering around. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John, to go back to that, that's actually so, fascinating. But it's context. all in the same place at the same time. Mm. You know, and I've given talks where we talk so much about the definition of having sex or making love or fucking of when are you doing this, when are you doing that. And the definitions fall away, that they're all in the same place at the same time. Momentarily, you shift. Yeah, and you're moving between them, but they're all there. And what comes don't through you, from that is… Think that, that there is like a mis I think there's a misconception when it comes to deep intimacy mm. and sexual work and that, that they only believe in this slow, intimate, sacred kind of love. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head. In a state of intimacy and absolute vulnerability and trust, you would explore the spectrum from absolute intimate, gentle love to all the way to what you were referring to as fucking. Yeah. It's all from a raw, passionate state to an absolute, gentle, loving, embracing state. And there's no kind of like, what are we today? It's just a, a natural exploration of what two people are feeling. Because within ourselves, within our sexuality and our sensuality is this incredible range of possibility and expression. Exactly. So there's mm. times where I want to be really gentle, where I want to be held and loved. Mm. And then and times where you want to be yeah. the beast of But two it bats. can That's change it. in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I want to rip your clothes <laughs> off and shake you and walk away. Janti and, yeah. <laughs> and Nathan, this is directed to you. You know, there's something that happens, you know, when you are present. A lot of people, John, you bring it up a lot. A lot of people work from, you know, they're automated. They just, we go to bed, we start from an automated, you know, state. Will those natural, you know, the, will those natural plants or will those substance, will the, the sex, well, I'm talking about the natural substance, will it yes. help to get out of that old pattern in a sense? Will it bring a different maybe understanding of you? From my understanding, yes, but Nathan's going to know a whole lot more about that than I do. I think it starts right at the basis of if you decide how do we get to these deep sexual states and how do we find these partners, it comes down to a simple thing of accessing things like vulnerability and why are we so blocked about those things? So the plants tackle not sexuality directly. To me, they tackle states like that. And once a person is in love with themselves, sees the beauty in their bodies, realizes that all their compulsions, thoughts, even perversions are a magnificent tapestry mm. that is them. Mm -hmm. They can own it and they see themselves for what they are and they bring this to the table. Wow. And therefore, instead of trying to fix little problems in sexuality, the person comes in so open that a couple naturally explores endless zones of from spirituality.
ability to absolute primal. Yeah, so my mm. take on that is yeah. that our sexuality is linked to every single part of who we are. It's not in a vacuum. Yeah. So it's we not tend on its own, yeah. To, yeah. So we tend to see sexuality in this tiny little box that we take out in very specific circumstances. Yeah. We use, we put it away again. But when it's linked to all that we are, then we see how firstly our sexual issues are linked to other aspects of our lives and how other aspects of our lives mm. are linked to our sexuality. sexuality. Mm. So true. And I think, Jonty, also just from, from a, a self-identifying perspective as well, I know for a, there's a lot of pain associated with sexual orientation, particularly in the gay, bisexual, mm. transgender, you know, all the different sp- uh, sexual orientation spe- spectrum. In our in ca- being, yeah. And because it's the sense of... It's such a huge part of who I am. If you cannot accept or if I cannot accept mm. the, this aspect of myself, then I cannot love. I'll never be able to mm. love myself. I can't expect someone can, else to love exactly. this part of yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, as you say, these things are so inextricably linked. And that's why we do need to have people honor us uh, for our sexual orientation and for who we are. Mm. So there's an enormous responsibility in a conscious life of love and pleasure, which says... You are really responsible for yourself. Mm. And uh, most of us don't want to do that. We want somebody else to be responsible for us. I blame the media personally, and I'm being playful, obviously. But, I mean, every movie is you complete me or I'm looking for my other half. And this idea is sold so hard that it never occurs to us that we are are the one. Yeah. You know, and meeting someone who's figured this out, they might have a lot of issues and they might be hurt in a lot of ways, but they take ownership for their own Mm. state. And then, as we said, you don't fall in love. You you allow each other to grow in each other's presence Mm. and And you rise in love. And that's the thing that people need to understand that, that let's use the word enlightenment for this in a way. It's not a state where everything is perfect. It doesn't mean that you don't have issues. It doesn't mean you don't get angry. It doesn't mean you don't have wounds. It's the way that you live with them and the way you deal with them mm. becomes different. In fact, you hold space. The, that's where the real yeah. love is. It's because it's that it's that grittiness. It's that yeah. it's that conflict. It's that uh, compromise. It's it's the other. Uh, Uncomfortable situations and, and moments and intimacies where you have to peel off the layers and make yourself vulnerable and open when it doesn't feel easy and it doesn't feel um, necessarily good. That's love, yeah. you know. Because we're given this idea of spirituality as being, you know, these white robes and rainbows on top of a mountain and bells and unicorns happy, farting yeah. rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> and real spirituality is in the fucking dirt. It's heavy. That's really what it is. The lotus grows in the mud. Yeah, Yeah, and that's really what it is. Something I wanted to ask you, Brucey, slightly different tact. Mm. There's a new thing where people are sharing blood. Yes, okay. The Bluetooth grease. Yeah, it's called, exactly. So people who inject drugs in South Africa, unfortunately, people who use nyaupe and anything that's injected, there's a new, especially with amongst heroin addicts, where they are doing something called Bluetoothing. So... So person number one, so I'm person number one. I, I take spike, the drugs. I spike heroin, and then my friend um, Jack over here doesn't have money doesn't for have, drugs. Exactly. So he takes a syringe full of my blood and injects and it into it, himself. And the, no. And the, it is just fraught. No. With so many different types of danger. No. And it's it's a it's, it's a thing. And people are just so 
disconnected from any kind of compassion for themselves because they're putting uh, themselves at, it's like gambling with your life no. Eric how romantic try this because you know so much <laughs> no, about no 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 I, I read about it I read yeah. about I it I saw it in a movie and I feel like I feel like this is like a form of natural selection so yeah. I mean if you're going to be dumb enough to do something like oh, this, wow. this, is like, <laughs> this is for the Darwin Awards wow. yeah. we just want to remind people Eric is from the, the comedy show yeah. he's not from the sex show he is that's his job yeah, to bring the humor the comedic so. relief yeah, and and the sad thing is, is this is the situation mm. uh, that is around substance abuse. Is that mm. so? It can be very, you know, intelligent, uh, gifted, amazing human beings, unfortunately, become dissolved and diluted mm. um, as a result of the use of mm. many of these chemicals and substances. Yeah. We've all known and heard of people who were amazing until they discovered alcohol. And alcohol ruined them in their careers. And the same thing is true for heroin and cocaine and any other drug. So, so the thing is, is that unfortunately what heroin has done has, is ravaged this person's, uh, compassion for themselves and self-image so much that they are willing to take a syringe yeah. of blood from somebody else who, it, who could be riddled with anything. Any form of disease. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's just an in indication of, it's the extreme, mm. but it's an extreme that we need to, mm. we need to know where, what the, the levels are and what the boundaries are. Mm. And some people are going way beyond the boundaries yeah. of self-destruction. Yeah. And that's what the, a, lo the, a well, lot of these substances do. Because within us, there is an incredibly strong element of self-destruction. It's part of human nature. Completely. Which is kind of a fascinating topic on its own. Mm. Why is that a part of us? But that's for another day. Yes. So, interesting thing with a lot of, particularly the more chemically um, related substances, is because of the level of addiction that they have as a natural part of them, um, it becomes really difficult for people to have pleasure and, exp and sexual experiences without these. Yes. It becomes a and, huge crutch. And that becomes an enormous danger. Mm. It's like I know women over the years have come to me because they can't have orgasms without their vibrators anymore. Yeah. But this is on a whole other level. Yes. She, she, wait, uh, what? What? She yeah. can't. Yeah, because they use yeah. the vibrators so much that they can't have orgasms without that kind of stimulation. No, it's very... First of so. all, maybe they haven't tried. Second, maybe the husband didn't try ever. And also super... It's, it's mm. a shame thing and mm. it's, it's yeah. a very so deep... So is that, is that just a matter of not self-exploring enough? And just finding one thing and staying on it, or yeah. is it and, and it just becomes that—that's the only that's kind the of only stimulation thing. that works. Gee whiz! Yeah. No, it's very common. You know, it's—it's it's a very to be in a vulnerable position, saying I actually don't know how to orgasm, and you also don't do it. You know, well, so me. Yeah. I'm not looking at you, Eric. Me, I I'm come just quick. I'm not even gonna me, lie. Me, I come. Two seconds. You're pro. That's your pro. Eric, I'm Eric, I'm Eric I'm does joking. it sound like this? Does it sound like this when she's with you? <laughs> of course That's it does. Exactly yeah, but it point. sounds like of that for ten seconds. No, for longer than like that. 12. 30 seconds. <laughs> Let's get on with your show. Don't worry about my life. This is about you guys. <laughs> Let's focus on you. mean, we're not going back to Eric's anal exploration. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've, I've tried not that today. on my own. And <laughs> <laughs> I did the homework. I'm not doing them again. By myself. Because a few weeks ago we had this discussion. About yeah, yeah. Eric. I remember this. I remember yeah. this. Don't need to go there again. Yeah, yeah. No, we can go there. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm cool with that. Right? Yeah, I'm glad you're mind. comfortable. Can we go there with some gloves and Okay, no. Yeah. If you're including people, now you're making it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
uncomfortable with people. Oh, well, some people just like to make sure that certain areas are, are thoroughly clean inside mm. and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, I, get, I get you, Eric. I get it. Thank you. Don't worry. Thank you. No judgy. No judgy. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. So we've gone somewhere totally, which is what we tend to do. But don't you think uh, this is all about inhibitions? I mean, performance I understand with chemicals, but it's all about inhibitions. And what I'm suggesting is um, they take away your inhibitions in that moment. But if you look at studies, most people don't find in their daily lives that the, the inhibitions go away at all. Mm. So I feel that if we could get to a state where we can create and communicate relationships and hold such a safe space for one another, that we can share anything from what we want, what we think, what we'd like yeah. to try. And that state is so open that we remove that need. And I think this all comes down to an insecurity and a fear of rejection. Yeah, it does. It's enormous. And that fear of being judged when you reveal who you really are, what your desires, what your fantasies mm. are. So my friend Galen Fuss in America, a therapist who specializes in kink and fetish, has coined a term sexual authenticity disorder, which probably the vast majority of the Western world has to some degree. And it's simply that we are not sexually authentic. And if we're not sexually authentic, we can't be emotionally authentic. That just that makes so much sense to me. I mean, if if I think about how many guys I've I've started getting to know in an intimate way, and then all of a sudden this like bad porno American accent, yeah, yeah, I'm like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, like, you know, people think oh, they're in a porno. No. It's like, and where where oh. is the person that I started that I was yeah. kissing? What happened to your colored accent? And, and who is this person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You like that, don't you, bitch? You know, I'm like, whoa. whoa. It was away a minute ago. Now, yeah. yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah. No, no, I don't. It's like Actually, why? stop. It's like, I can't understand it. why, you know, when we sing, we have to sing in an American accent. Mm. And when we have sex, we have to have sex in an American accent. Like, I don't, like, why? Because porn is only American. I was just German. German. The same German. Yeah. German is not sex. Schnell, schnell, schnell. I think we've been exposed to so much of the American culture because yes. they've given most of it to us. Mm. They've so, given most of the bullshit. Yes. Yeah. We, so we, what happens when there's Russian Porn and you don't understand a word and you can't produce the words that they just make random noises. I think That's even the Russian porn stars have an American accent, though. So. <laughs> we have met here. Yeah. You like that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, it changes completely. It's true. I, I, I went to a very deep hatred state, like Nathan said, of, of what has, what, what have, Happened. What happened to us since we, I think it started with religion, since control, fear-based control started r ruling, you know, we weren't anymore little tribes and we were kind of getting together under a ruler that really like trying to compare ourselves to somebody else or, you know, as, as Nathan and John D said, you are my half, you know, you are my other half, you know, I'm not complete by myself. And that's something that makes you actually never be happy, never be fulfilled, never be you know, happy with your existence because yeah. you just have half. Because the expectation of somebody to make you happy on every level of your being sets you up to fail. Mm. It does. Because it might happen for a short time. 
But at some point, they are not going to do what you think. No. Or they're going to withdraw that, or they're going to change it. What did I do wrong? And then where are you? Mm. They, they, they will have to disappoint you. They will because ha- you are giving that person far too much power outside of your own being. Yeah. And the simple Actually nature is them. so you know if you go into a relationship knowing that you're going to hurt somebody and they are going to hurt you, yeah. knowing that you are going to disappoint them and they are going to disappoint you, but the acceptance of the fullness of that mm. becomes an amazing space. And I think that one of the things that it boils down to is that at the end of the day, we can only be judged by our intention. And so if you go into a relationship with the intention of um, my intention is to love you as fully and completely as I can, I I will hurt you. We will have misunderstandings. There will be days that we'll want to kill each other. But my intention is to love you and to honor you. I think that's that's when we start getting to a really beautiful place in terms of dynamics between two people. Yeah, because a forgiveness is an incredible part of that. Exactly. And. For there to be forgiveness means there has to, has to be something before that, in a way. Exactly. That's if awesome. you look on a global level, though, if you look um, at what was mentioned uh, short uh, earlier was about the control aspect. I think that what's actually going on here. Hello. Hello. We lost Nathan in the most. It was like, what's the uh, meaning? Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Ah, can you repeat back, that? Back. Yeah. He's back. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Um, what I was saying is that. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. With a bit of I was saying that the best way to control masses is to control their sexuality Absolutely. and make them guilty and disconnected from it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Because um, if you think about this, the reason advertising works so powerfully is simply because we all sexually repress. So every time they uh, flash a boob or flash a bum, that repression rises and it has a profound effect on us. And if we liberate ourselves sexually and we stop listening to what the institution is been trying to tell us, I think that even the effect of marketing and will have far less of an effect. It's a classic union repression. Mm. Now my take on that is, is that before the rise of the Judeo-Christian religion, we were much more matriarchal. We were much more in touch with nature, with mm. fertility. The goddess was worshipped. Mm. But the early kind of mm-hmm. religious founders understood that if you control sexuality and particularly female sexuality... You control Agreed. everything because that's where the power is in that female sexuality. Mm. That's the generative power. That's the creative power. Completely. So when that is freed, when that energy is freed, and men today are still trying to control that through birth control, through abortion, mm. through legislation, where simply it's men who are controlling that. Not women. You know, there was this amazing picture on Facebook of this group of American legislators signing some new abortion um, laws into being. There was not one woman. One woman in the room. So the caption was, there was not one vagina present in these laws. uh, It just doesn't make sense. No, because that's the control. Mm. And female sexuality is dirty. You know, in how many religions? In the Jewish religion, if there's adultery in a relationship, who gets stoned? The woman. The woman. The woman. In Islamic religions, who gets punished? The woman. The woman. Not the man. Mm. It's never the man's fault. It's never the cock's fault. Unless the cock is gay or the cock is transgender, yeah. you know, and then mm, the yeah. cock is also fault. Well, then the cock's yeah. totally yeah. discommunicated. Then it's, yeah, well, then then it's, it's like, not a real cock, apparently. Yeah, apparently no. it was yeah. just... 
It's yeah. oh, Brucey, I loved your tweet, your Facebook post about what was it? Um, yeah, something about like the snake. You guys, you know, what what was it? It's not natural mm-hmm. to be homosexual. Is not natural, uh, and they yeah. was like, yeah, because because you know a person being created by you know a rib, and then the snake comes and eats the apple, and then people fall of it. That's natural. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah, of course. That's, that's yeah, of course. Yeah. Being gay is not <laughs> natural. The other interesting thing, which is. On the rise incredibly And maybe it's not so much on the rise But maybe it's just never been publicized mm-hmm. before Is straight men who are having sex with other men But it's not considered gay oh. by them I've, I've, I've read yes. Facebook articles about this as well yeah. You've done a lot of interesting He's just reading clever. He's I just don't clever. do shit on the daily I, I sit at home and read and watch TV Like yeah. That's what I do And I, 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 I came across this as well So well, what does that like how does that work? Because it simply says As a straight man myself I feel like that It doesn't necessarily make you gay But that is a really good no, thing to do <laughs> <laughs> It's just that if you fuck I'm some so, other yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm a very, it's a very complex um, it, it, And it's something we'd have to do a whole show About, about that uh, trans, it, Not trans But sexual yeah, orientation, orientation. Would, it, yeah. would it be similar to something about the down low as well? So, I know so like after nine or, uh, So yeah, there's yeah. MSM It's men who have sex with men Who do not identify as gay Because for them For a lot of, of men The term Gay has certain connotations and associations okay. that they don't want to be associated with. It's it's, it's very common. And then other other people are in in de- severe states of denial when it comes to their sexuality. So they they may, for example, they may be in prison and having engaging in sexual ah, acts with so other it's men. Their exploration through, and, but for them, it's just they're getting their rocks off. They, ah. they don't see their sexual act as being necessarily a homosexual act. It's very complex. That so we need to do another Perhaps another show. Label too much. Yeah, that's, yes, yeah, that's exactly you, what I'm. Going yeah. to say Thank that you. our yeah. sexuality is not about labels, yeah, and simply it's just free expression, yeah, and avenues of pleasure that come up in certain moments. You know, a lot of times, like we were discussing before, a lot of men are terrified of anal exploration and anal stimulation <laughs> because True. they're going to enjoy it. And fun? what I does played. that mean? Because you enjoy anal stimulation does not mean that you're gay. It's simply another avenue of that pleasure that's mm. opened up. And that's all. Well, the issue is, is that we, that society has decided that the term gay mm. is bad. So uh, the, if we, the ideal situation would be that there's nothing that people honestly felt mm. and resonated with the truth, which is that there is nothing wrong with being gay. But the problem is, is that people are so terrified of the stigma around that term, the stigma around that label. And that's where the problem lies. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter if you like to put your penis in a vagina or have a penis up your bum. What, you know, whatever floats your boat, yay for you. But the issue is, is that people see the one choice being um, moralistically mm. or ethically mm. inferior to the other. And that's where the issue comes yeah. from. And I think you might agree with this, Nathan, that when we get to a point where our inhibitions do start to drop and our masks start to fall, we become more of that fullness of who we are and the labels matter less. Absolutely. I think that um, what is being called for is a sexual liberation. Mm. But at the same time, I think that we need to, if you look at deep Vedic culture and if you look at esoteric philosophy for hundreds of years, it was said that when two people are sexually conjoined in any way, that there is actually an exchange of 
uh, energy and exchange of DNA information and exchange of karmic patterns. So there's a big responsibility that comes with this liberation because, I mean, if you think of the classical rape scene in a movie, you see someone and it's often discussed in uh, police cases is they'll continually wash themselves to try and get that energy off themselves. So although I'm very pro-liberation and and all of that, I think we also need to realize when we're looking at someone and we making a decision whether that's the person we should explore these deep intimate realms with, I ask myself do I want to mix my soul with this person? And it's a far bigger question than getting lost in a moral standpoint. Because we're not taught that sex is an energy experience. We're taught that it's a body experience Mm. and the energy of everything becomes such a greater part of it. It's more physical than anything else. Yeah, you mix salts. I I really love that. uh, And it's something we have touched on before in previous shows. I've always said that I feel about sex the same way I do about food and that you need to be Mm -hmm. conscious about what you eat and how you eat it and what the effect it can have on you and your being. And, and the same thing about your body. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. I, and and <laughs> what you put in your body, you gotta be careful. You know, some of that is some skank. Sorry, you don't yeah, want yeah. that skank yeah, in yeah. your body. And I'm just talking about that Brandy donut. You know? Yeah, that's going from exactly. Oh, she's so unhealthy. So if you're gonna use cucumbers or carrots as dildos, make sure they're no, organic. Fuck a, fuck a vegan. Fuck a vegan. It's good it's for your health. Like, yeah. And just by the way, the the key for carrots um, as sex objects, you need to parboil them. What are we talking about? If using a carrot <laughs> to pleasure yourself. If you parboil but it. But you lose the vitamin C, don't you? Yeah, but it's much softer because <laughs> then it's much more pliable. So, okay, than I'll, being I'll, I'll drink my oranges see. in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> just well, if you dip, you, it, dip it in olive oil. Just, you know. If you use a condom with your vegetables, it's safe to yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> You're not a slot machine. <laughs> this is taking a turn for the worst. Uh, Let's continue. So yeah, what do you I'm think about baby marriage? <laughs> For the G-spot stimulation. Yeah, pumpkins, you might have a problem with. Not up your anus. Yeah, I have a, I have a saying that says if you have enough lube, enough, enough time, enough technique, you'll get almost anything in Into anywhere. anywhere. Pumpkins, I think you're going to struggle. No, no, wow. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that's something you should just stop with, except pumpkins. This escalates it quickly. My goodness. Tends to happen here. <laughs> We must approach the people from Fruit and Veg City as a a possible sponsor. Possible sponsors, I'm telling you. There's a market here. Don't you write it down. It's going to be wonderful. Lucas, are you listening? (laughs) We tend to go to these different places. I said uncensored. Yeah. Unscripted. Yeah. Today, a lot of people, John, John today is going to go, come on, honey, eat your vegetables. No, thank you. I have an idea. Your stalker's back. (laughs) The stalker's back? Your stalker. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. What? Yeah, Tamar has... It's not only me. He stalks everybody. stalker. Thank God. Firstly, he only wants to see Tamar nude. Which I'm happy to do And he wants to know when Tamar is going to give him a prostate massage. So we invited him to the studio. And that was the last we heard of him for six months. But we are going to use some pre-boiled carrots. Yeah. For the prostate message. So we so think saying, wow. be. Okay. Guys, I think okay. it's really important okay. to have a stalker. <laughs> I never had one. Um, thank you. No. Uh, no, it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too she's Eric? Looking, no, she's looking at me like I'm the stalker. No. 
I don't have that much time to stalk people. You just say, just framed effort. yourself. Okay, I did What, Nathan? Uh, stalkers are flattering. A stalker sounds kind of flattering. Yeah, it's it's for a second. Yeah, it's it, nice. Uh, from somebody who's been on the receiving end, sometimes then no. No, I, yeah. I'm with you on that. It's, no. Guys, you I, all I, had I, stalkers. Yeah. yeah. yeah me and this gorgeous girl sitting in front of me, both are like, wow, we no. never had one. Wow. No, there's a, a, there's a very we'll dark. We'll find you one. No, I found one. Thank you very much. It always ends up coming down to control. Anybody wants to be anybody's mm. stalker, please message us 079 <laughs> We'll see who you, we can hook you up. I'm We're not interested. I don't want another stalker. I'm, okay, I'm, not, I'm not joining the show again. Nathan, you have just brought so much light to our show. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you. And it's for sure we're going to it's continue so this discussion. Yeah, because there are so it's many different great. aspects to this. And uh, we really need to come back to this. Yeah. So on Tuesday this week, we are doing water massage. Um, information Amazing. is up on Facebook. Um, so check that one out. Santon Convention Center, Sexpo, 22nd of March. If you'd like to be involved in some way, let me know because there are some possibilities for people there. Um, our retreat in Mozambique, your sexual story. This is life-changing stuff for singles and couples. And there are still some places available. It's filling up fast. You guys, do it. Yeah, That's and forget about the Hurricane Daniel. The place is still there. It hasn't blown away. <laughs> yeah. Everything's good. Gonna yeah. It's going to go away till then. Absolutely mm. magical. So we know what a manwich is. A what's man-witch? a manwich? A manwich. Oh, yes. Er, what's a manwich? This sounds very like it involves two guys. Like, oh, like there we go. At least three, maybe. And it's a kiss of cream with a hug of. Sponge. Oh, is it like two guys <laughs> with the filling of another guy? Is that like? It's, is he like the middle? Well, it could and be then, an, uh, it could be a, a woman. But or we see where your mind goes, Eric. Like, That's very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I'm in here. I, I feel like I'm glued up. We no, are not so glad you are here. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you for, for having enjoyed me. having you here by yeah. force. Like we haven't had you in the biblical sense yet. You haven't made. We haven't had you in the biblical sense yet. You haven't? No. Wait, biblical sense, please explain. We've got a minute or so. <laughs> I'm so please, sorry please. for what yeah, I No, did. no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. See, so, John, so you can't mean the shame. Biblical sense of having someone means having sex with them. Mm, okay. The yeah, yeah, this has been fun, guys. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going. <laughs> so <away>. loving. <laughs> please bring some, you know, just prepare yourself for the jokes around that area, literally. Have some vegetables for lunch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So next week Soft we boiled. are talking Soft. to some people who have done a survey on South African sex toy use. Wow. Mm. Who's using them? What are they using? What are they buying? Where are they buying? How are they buying? Who are they buying with? Who are they buying for? I haven't looked at the survey yet, but I think it's going to be quite interesting. Oh, this is the creepy crawly was a South African invention. I'm sure there's We're a sex toy some there toys. somewhere. Can you suck like <laughs> <laughs> a creepy crawly? Uh, this, this hour of my life is. Can weird. you go down for as long as a creepy crawly? Wow, I'm sure. <laughs> if anybody has ever stuck any appendage in a sexual way in a creepy crawly, somebody out there has. That's an absolute oh, yes, given. For sure. yes. Somebody has yes. stood in their pool and put their cock in a creepy. Crawley, please message us and let us know what your experience was. Same with Hoover's. Yeah. Same with uh, all kind of I don't and know. Do you still have an appendage? <laughs> yes. Is it still connected still to your there? body? Is the pool still working? Is everything okay? <laughs> what is the size difference? Because that's a lot of suction. What was it elongated? And have you yeah. kind of damage Did you use lube or not? Yeah. Is it, what lube? Is it a good extension of your penis? Yeah. Yeah. So Casper is outside because Casper and the team are up next, asking us to fuck off. Why? <laughs> No, he's doing it very politely. Okay, fuck off, please. He's doing it. 
<laughs> that's as polite as it gets. That's Chris. That's Casper. Yeah, that's polite. Nathan, thank you so much. This has really been fantastic, and I would really Thanks like to continue discussing discussing with you. And we will definitely come back to this because there is so much more. Bruce, thank you. I look thank forward you to guys. it. Thanks, guys. We wish you all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.